everybody to episode 206 of the Metabolist 2 podcast featuring myself Ben and I am David and Russell T Davis has opened the floodgates and <laughs> unleashed hell we're a wash in Doctor Who news so it's I guess it's hot take time again right or something speculation yeah it's been a couple yeah. weeks so why not let's do some more hot takes so last time we talked about the new series or the uh, rtd era shudi gatwa had just been announced as the doctor and uh now they're filming i think the 60th anniversary or not not the 60th the the uh the anniversary special for the bbc or no this would be the 60th anniversary special what what are they filming right <laughs> what are now? they filming right now david <laughs> um okay i think let me clear this up for our listener. Um, the centenary special, which is in the can, that is Jody's swan song, the farewell to Jody. Right. They are starting to film the 60th anniversary special, mm. which I think is the introduction of Shooty as the Doctor. But because it's a 60th anniversary special, yes, speculation is rife. Listener, um, that it may not simply be an introduction of a new doctor <laughs> plus their companion thing. It may be a whole bunch of other stuff too. Yeah, I think that's where we are. It seems weird to me that that's that they're filming stuff that's like two years hence, or like a year and a half hence. But I guess that's that's the magic of television for you, isn't it? Really, I think the Jody farewell is in October, is what RTD says. Uh, we're getting, you know, we're getting more. <laughs> publicity for doctor who simply because rtd is back then we got what it seems like for the entire five years of the chibnall absolutely the entire five years of chibnall this this is more than we've had right more in this month than we had all for chibnall at least more buzz more excitement rtd definitely is he's an he's an extra he's an extroverted showman he's a big guy he's an important lauded producer writer director no no not really director Mm -hmm. um yeah he's back baby writer and producer back he's back and it's 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 about time or something i don't know and it really seems that he has something that he wants to get off his chest he has stories he wants to tell uh he's not like the reluctant showrunner that i always got the impression that chris chibnall was that he really didn't want to be there but oh okay i guess they really want me uh i'll cobble together some (laughs) ideas and let's see how it goes you know you're damning with faint praise there or actually not praise (laughs) at all uh but carry on Uh, not not really a lot of praise (laughs) but uh uh, russell i think uh listening to him over the years especially uh, i think most recently his uh, defense of trans rights i think is going to prove to be centermost in his vision of doctor who going forward into 2023 I think that comes with the casting that set fandom abuzz with uh, Yasmin yep. Finney as Rose, as the new companion. And uh, uh, Internet scouts uh, found the original uh, casting call for her that Andy Pryor, casting director, had put out. And they were definitely looking for a UK-based trans femme actor, young-looking, 17, 18 years old. And the character that they were casting for is Lily. So there might be some uh, name change, but uh, their uh, RTD says it's another Rose. It's another Rose, yeah. Whatever whatever, or however that uh, works into the family drama, because I think uh, Russell does... A lot of family dramas. He likes the family drama, yeah. Rose by any other name would smell as sweet. 
I think is the, the correct Shakespearean quote. I get the impression, I mean, maybe we're, we're jumping into our hot takes here, but why not? They're mm-hmm. hot takes after all. I get the impression that maybe, um, so this, you know, this, so 2005 is just doing some maths in my head, like 17 or so years ago now. Yes. Yep. Russell Davis has done a lot of stuff since he stopped mm-hmm. being the showrunner of Doctor Who in 2010 or whenever he stopped being the showrunner of Doctor Who. Yep. A lot of things have changed. Um, I think he has become even more successful. I think he was pretty successful when he took over Who, which is why they, they allowed him to do it. Uh, and I think he has not slacked on his success in the intervening 15 or so, you know, 10, the intervening decade plus. I also get the impression that, um, so, so again, you know, yes, he's, he's, he, he wouldn't take this, and I, we've said this before, unless he had something to say. Um, he's right. not a fool and he really can have any project that he wants. This is a project that he wants. My impression is that maybe he is wanting to tell stories that he was not allowed to tell in mm. 2005 or stories that he felt he he shouldn't tell in 2005 because he felt that that would harm the, you know, the popular acceptance of the show with the general public and also, you know, the, the acceptance of the show with the high ups of the BBC. The connection with the BBC has been loosened. Um, there's other money coming in um, mm-hmm. to support the show. And I think, again, culture has moved on. And I think, you know, I get a sense from, you know, from RTD, he's got exciting stories that he wants to tell. And if, if the, you know, not my Dr. Crowder thinking that he's, he's going to unwoke Doctor Who, <laughs> I think they've, think they've got another thing coming because I think he's going to double down on all that stuff. Yeah, well, he definitely is doubling down with the casting of Finney. Absolutely. Following on uh, Shooty Gatwa. So he's not joking around on what he's doing. And he's been very, he's always been a very public about who he is, what he believes. Right. And I think it's safe to say it'll be a shock if we see a writer like Gareth Roberts return to Doctor Who based off of his past comments of being anti trans. So I think this is where RTD thinks Doctor Who needs to be going forward. And if you look at the audience who he, if you were a a, a 10 or a 12 year old when Eccleston and Tennant came on the scene, you're quite possibly a parent now. Yes. And this is the second generation of RTD viewers of Doctor Who and I really think that Russell is, like you say, wanting to tell these stories at this specific time with this cast of characters and his excitement and his creativity is just bubbling forward because he really wants to get this out there, I, I feel. Yeah, and I think he's always been very, you know, he's a, he's a obviously we're all Doctor Who fans and I think, you know, that every. They're all, uh, uh, you know, a lot of Doctor Who fans involved in making Doctor Who. But I think he's always been unambiguous in that what he sees the show's purpose as, which is to push things forward. It's He doesn't right. see it as like a, a backwards-looking show that's about its history. You know, I think the fact that his pitch in 2005 was like, no Time Lords, um, no Rassilons, no Gallifreys, no, you know, right. none of that kind of, you know, continuity bullshit. This is like a man... Uh, as was then, or a, a mysterious alien um, mm-hmm. who takes Earth people on amazing adventures. And I think, um, you know, he's, he's always been forward-looking. And I think, weirdly, 
that's what marks him out from Moffat, who I think is a more of a traditional fan of, you know, the show's history, and certainly from Chimnall, hmm. who, you know, is, is such a fan of the show's history that he decided that he wanted to rewrite the whole thing, and not in the way that Russell T. Davis rewrote the show's history by just ignoring it, but by literally going back into it and being all Rassilani and Time Lordy and just digging it further back into, you know, sort of fanish obscurity. Um, I, like you, have, have not had a, that good a time with, um, with, with Chibnall's storytelling. So I'm, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited by all this because I, mm-hmm. I think actually RTD is the man. He's the man for the show. And I think he's the man to do the show justice right now. And... I think all of this. Well, I mean, I think one of the things that that I've 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 been saying to to friends, you know, who have been saying to me, well, oh, no spoilers, blah blah blah, don't want spoilers. I mean, you know, they're filming in Camden Town. Um, everyone's hard got to, a, hard to keep that under wraps. You know, it's not two thousand five. <laughs> Everyone has a phone. Um, which right. has a high-resolution camera on it. You can't have David Tennant walking around Camden Town dressed like Doctor Who in front of a TARDIS without someone taking a picture. So the kind of spoiler mm. landscape is very, very different, I think, from it was from, the, from what it was back in the day. Um, this and is very deliberate spoilers. Oh, this yeah. Is, yeah this is yeah. Davis generating a buzz, trying to gin up excitement for his return next year. I mean, this is going to be a year plus of buzz going in to RTD's return. And whether you like it or not, Doctor Who is going to be a topic of conversation once again where we can go into it, reasons why the BBC might have wanted RTD back. Uh, It wasn't the publicity uh, mill under Chibnall. There wasn't always a buzz about it. There so no. it's it's a different beast right now. Yeah, I mean, and you can tell by the excitement in our voices. I mean, again, we, you know, whether that was a deliberate decision by Chibnall or whether it was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know why there wasn't proper publicity. I mean, I, I, I just don't I think, think Chibnall... I think it's just a type of character. I mean, Chibnall, I think, a, is more introverted than extroverted, and RTD is very gregarious and just outgoing. Yeah, I mean, even even down to the slow, I mean, during the Moffat years, the kind of slow falling off of the regular monthly column uh, in in um uh in Doctor Who magazine which you know Moffat yeah. gamely tried to keep up and then like realized he just didn't like writing it and then stopped doing it right. um and then Chibnall like kind of half-heartedly like oh who it's going to be amazing and then absolute silence for like 6 months right you know i'm fully expecting you know Doctor Who magazine to come back the showrunner's column to come back as well mm-hmm. one thing i don't yeah. expect back is uh rankings so i think yeah. Chibnall put a nail on that coffin and uh I do not see that coming back. Well, we know, I mean, we know with the whole Nicholas Pegg, you know, debacle that um, Doctor Who magazine is way more under the thumb of BBC Enterprises than it ever has been in the past. Now, you know, that, it, it, that, may, that may loosen um, with, with, with Russell T. Davies being closer to the magazine than the previous two showrunners were you know if, if there's mm-hmm. a feeling with it with enterprises that the showrunner is you know closely involved with the magazine they might back off and we might be back to a what i felt was a, a healthier 
and certainly an easier read um, uh, 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 a version of the magazine um, as it was under uh, during the during the RTD years. I mean, I'm just thinking about the you know the of the whole Mr. Copper um, uh, interview <laughs> thing. I mean that 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 would never happen nowadays. They just simply they no. wouldn't be allowed to print it. Right now, I think they were allowed to print it with RTD because I, I, he probably said, "Yeah, that's fine. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, it makes the guy look like a fool, but you know, it's fine." Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I actually think that we may be, you know, uh, also. I mean, we, we, we're dotting around all over the place here, but we've lost Emily Cook. Yeah. Um, now from Doctor Who magazine, yeah. and I think the co, the kind of assistant editor, co-editor, whatever is 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 now going to be Alan Barnes, who Again? is. Is he returning? Uh, Alan Barnes is coming back. Yeah, oh, yeah. I did not know that. He's is he's replacing Emily. Yeah. Um, oh. I think maybe temporarily because mm. I mean Barnes has got a lot of a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. With, uh, other stuff yeah. that he does. So I don't know. It, you know. It, yeah. Because that's usually where people get their start rather than where they return. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, Marcus Hearn is is not someone who's not done a bunch of other things before he ended up having to edit Doctor Who magazines. Kind mm, of safe, safe pair of hands. I mean, maybe maybe Barnes wants to come back as editor. Who knows? Mm. Um, I mean, maybe everyone's going like, well, hey, it's RTD time again. Time to be <laughs> famous. You know, time to be... Anyway, whatever. Mm. Um, here's, so here's a, here's, a, here's a question for you. Um, what's going on with David Tennant coming back? Spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> well, I think this isn't... Well... It's an RTD-approved spoiler, and uh, spoilers were a Moffat thing more than an RTD thing. That's I think true. RT, RTD is uh, RTD wants publicity. He's a publicity <laughs> hound. Yes, yeah, yeah. right. Uh, so, what's Tennant coming back? Well, yeah, Tennant, what? Tennant is the only Doctor that he cast that he's still on speaking terms to that isn't currently uh, his leading man. So. I don't. Uh, but where no, do you think that's going in story? The terms? story. Oh, do what? do I think that tenants back on a permanent basis, and we're going to be running two doctors? Is that what you're asking? I mean, I, I mean, I don't think anyone knows at this point, do they? I mean, I, I mean, think we, it's we a, haven't I think seen it's a 60th anniversary cameo. Okay, you think it's a cameo? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think it's uh, well, cameo too. I cameo right. or a, a transition or. I don't know. I'm really not speculating too much on plots and stuff because, honestly, I think RTD isn't very concerned about plots. I think he's more concerned about the emotional drama, the family drama, and Catherine Tate has also been announced back. So that Dr. Donna combination must play into launching this new era of Doctor Who. And one of the popular fan rumors is and then is that Rose the new Rose is Donna's daughter. Oh. So I think that's the uh word on the street. Oh, and so like she's called Rose cuz like Donna's kind of Well, she met Rose and That's true. But I mean Donna I mean if you want to go all like I was going to say nerdy um into, into the history of the sh- you know to the pl- plot lines of the show. I mean Donna isn't can't remember anything around Doctor Who, otherwise her head explodes. Her head explodes or something, right? So right, but it could be that it's familiar enough or sounds nice enough in the back of her mind that. Oh, I see. Yeah, right. That makes sense. You know, and you know, I, I don't know. I'm unlike you. I haven't watched uh, RTD's recent things. You know, it's a sin or years and years right. or a very English scandal. I haven't had that exposure. Uh, since he left the Sarah Jane Adventures and uh, Doctor Who. So I haven't seen what RTD has done in the last dozen years or so. 
when he left Doctor Who, his ability to, to string together a plot-based story wasn't what I was impressed by. And so to speculate for me on what sort of plot-based story thing that RTD is going to come up with, my suspicion is it's going to be based off of emotion or the feels rather than, let's say, of a Moffat, a heavily plot-driven, twisting around and making it reinterpret. Uh, it, it's it's just a different way of storytelling and try to think of what the most emotional thing would be and I think you're close to what RTD is going to do. I, I like I like that I like that summary of yes I think I absolutely agree. Uh, it's you know he's the master of kind of hand wavium emotional hand wavium basically. It's like well and then this thing and you know he's really good at it actually. He's he he, he kind of. Um, he's almost uh, too a, good at it <laughs> too good at it but i mean unlike a lot of writers directors whatever's i forgive him for it usually mm. because it's accompanied by you know a swell of murray gold's music and a burst of light coming from somewhere and you know it's like oh yes that is a thing um mm-hmm. and we you know and we let it go uh, and uh, you know he's he's very good at that and i i mean i think you're exactly right it's what we're going to see in this new era, you know, what this 60th anniversary introduction to Scooty is going to be like, um, we can't really know. And again, I mean, I suspect you might be right that what we're seeing with, with Tenant uh, in Canada Market is a, um, uh, is a cameo of some kind um, rather than, you know, it's like a proper multi-doctor story or, or as some people, you know, um, some people have been saying, oh, it's Tenant's going to come back and they're going to be running two Doctor Whos, you know, at the same time. And it's going to be the adventures of Doctor 10 and the adventures of Doctor 14, you know, two shows. I, I, I don't buy that. This is, you know, it's going to be a, it's, um, it's a, it's a, it's a multi-doctorish story. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I just even wonder from a David Tennant perspective, would he want to do that? If you were David Tennant, ooh. would you want to go and replay the Doctor again, beyond what you're doing on Big Finish. I, I just don't see it from a professional standpoint. I think he, he as an actor, is fine coming back and doing a reunion, an anniversary-type special, but to do it on a, I'm going to produce you know, six, seven, a dozen shows a and year, I, I, I just don't do see it. I can't do anything else because yeah. I'm doing this show. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I, I personally think this is a shame. Um, I mean, I think I think we are stuck on this three year per doctor treadmill right now because I think you know they're they're picking artists who through that show go on to become more famous rather than less famous as as it used to happen in in the classic era. Yeah, and I I I I, I, I think the only thing the only slight corrective to that is that Tennant didn't do a three year; he did a four year because you know obviously there was that year of the specials, and he is I think of all the doctors. Is he a bigger fan than Capaldi? Hmm. Well, he's more connected to it marrying uh, Georgia Tennant and having his uh, father-in-law being Peter Davison. And... Yeah, and I mean, you know, even more spoiler alerts, I mean, she's been dropping hints on Instagram as well, G- Georgia Tennant, um, yeah. about coming back to the show as Jenny. <laughs> well, doesn't she have a big finish series too? I don't know. Anyway, so I mean, I think actually, I mean, knowing, I mean, I, don't, I, I know you're not on Instagram, but I mean, G- no. Georgia Tennant's, 
Instagram is famously not particularly serious and um, jokey, so I suspect she's just trolling us and having a laugh by saying, oh, no, Jenny's back, because mm-hmm. I, I, I think that would be too much. But maybe she is. Who knows? No, I think Who Tennant knows? is having fun doing other things. He's, I mean, he just played Phineas Fogg in Around the World in 80 Days. Before that, he was playing Crowley the Demon and Good Omens, and that's coming back in a, a second series. I think that is where he is right now just the 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 caveat to this i guess is sony is now part of the picture and they have money and they may want to leverage their uh investment, investment and expand the franchise in a similar way that star trek has been expanded or star wars has been expanded where you have different series within this doctor who universe and unlike star wars where you can just pick different characters and follow them for doctor who it seems like you need the doctor around so maybe tenant is doing a one-off maybe one-off special or one-off series yeah you know but i sincerely doubt it i personally would rather watch him as crowley than as the doctor right now i think they would have to have made him an offer he couldn't refuse in terms of kind of you know uh, i guess money bank yeah rather than horses heads you know i mean because i mean they've got picard running as well as you know the new star trek and all that kind of stuff so you know i mean i i mean i guess i mean that's not sony is it that's paramount but are they the same thing anymore who knows it's all it's all owned by disney of ultimately yeah it's all owned by elon musk or disney um so uh so you know i mean yeah i mean that could be a thing i mean i'm not a star trek fan i've no idea how successful the new star trek show and the picard show are or even if they are something that people watch i I haven't got a clue but that may be what we're in for i mean you know Mm -hmm. maybe we are in for like a just a bunch of doctor who going on I think RTD wouldn't do that, and I don't think an actor of Gatwa's caliber would just say, I'm there for a one-off. If if he was, then if we're doing a bunch of one-offs, McGann's a missed opportunity. Uh, Joe Martin's a missed opportunity. We're not going to see a series of one-off doctors doing the timeless children under yeah. RTD. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to see Shooty as the doctor. I think we're going to see more trans-accepting drama and i fully expect since shooty was saying this in interviews he kept slipping into him and then correcting himself referring to the doctor as they i think that yep. i think yep. that's yep. going to be the gender pronoun for this version of the doctor i really think that this is what rtd wants to bring and thinks this is where doctor who needs to be in 2023 so yeah, this, this is, is what he is bringing to the game yeah, the show's job is to advance culture and to be forward-looking rather than to be backward-looking. backward, backward looking. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think, again, I think you're right. I think uh, RTD's too smart to give us, like, okay, here's the new Doctor. It's the 14th Doctor. Um, uh, the actor's name is, 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 is Shooty. But if you don't like him... We've got the 10th Doctor back, and he's fighting Daleks too. Yeah, we got our safe white Doctor from 20 years ago, right? I mean, as much as we love the show, let's be honest, it can be hard to find new things for the Doctor to do without creating arcs and without creating new characters and without actually... And I may, maybe I'm maybe I'm starting to, to to contradict myself. I mean, RTD can delve, I think, far better into kind of character dynamics than the previous than 
his previous two showrunners. Um, mm, but, I think you know, Capaldi's character arc was pretty good with Moffat. I don't discount that at all. I think Moffat can do character. All showrunners make mistakes. Uh, RTD definitely made his mistakes. He's not going to do the same thing that he did with the Doctor uh, this time around. He's he's going to make new mistakes, whatever. He's going to do new things. That's the only reason you would return to Doctor Who is to do, do new, new things. Yeah. And this is what he's doing is new. Is it the right thing at the right time? That's what the BBC is rolling the dice on. You know, who knows? It's, it's, it's a commercial decision that's going forward with this. It's not... Uh, this Doctor Who is a collective uh, property, and it's not the work of just one sole author. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, I, and again, I mean, I think, I think, I think you are right about Capaldi. I think Capaldi's final season was an absolute triumph. It's one of my favorite seasons of New Who. Yeah, no doubt. And whatever the reason, you know, uh, Moffat having, I think pretty much got into the doldrums, I think, in the, the first two years of, of Capaldi, really pulled himself, you know, really pulled it out for that final season. Yeah, I hate to say it. I think Jenna Coleman's indecision yeah. on leaving yeah. the show really, yeah. really threw Moffat's writing for a curve. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And I, I mean, I, I, I think I'm on record as saying this at, at the time. You know, I think... Clara should have left after Christmas of the Crab Monsters or whatever that one was called. Um, um, last Christmas, uh, which was a, which would last Christmas, which would have been a perfect, perfect time for her to go. Everyone knows I don't really like Jenna Coleman that much, and to me, she certainly overstayed her welcome. She should have gone then. They should have got someone new in. I think that would have really kind of jazzed up, or you know, yeah. really kind of you know, goosed the show into 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 being something new. But anyway, I mean that's. That's in the past now. But it brings up the point that each showrunner tries to leave their mark in a different way. Chimnall will be remembered for casting the first woman as the yep. lead character, also for uh, introducing the uh, first black actor as the doctor with Joe Martin and the timeless children. I think those are going to be the, if you, if you just tick off the three things that he's going to be remembered for, that's going to be his, his mark. What, Moffat is remembered for, I think, Fezzes. is just the explosion of popularity with right. under Matt Smith and just the intricateness of the stories. And it's really kind of a gutsy move after Eccleston and Tennant and Matt Smith to cast an actor like Capaldi in the role, which you really have faith in your audience that you're not going to lose the younger viewers. And Capaldi's era did suffer under that and i think again chibnall had a lot of faith in doctor who fandom and was disappointed in the reaction that whitaker received now i think some of that is partially based on the story selection and writing on chibnall's part but it it's you know it's it's a mix it's it's a mix and rtd introduced romance and that whole dating concept for the doctor definitely under tenant and rose and then explicitly under Martha and then played it for laughs with the Dr. Donna and the yeah, whole, I need yeah, a mate. So it, all showrunners are trying to leave their mark. It's just RTD is going to do it in a different way than he did it back in 20, 2005 and yeah, two, yeah, 2010. Yeah. And I, I mean, uh, you know, as the, as, as the internet's as using one of the internet's favorite phrases, a phrase that I personally cannot stand, but I mean, you're going to use it anyway. We're here for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally up for this. Um, 
I like kind of all the little things being being drip fed to me, um, and I I trust the showrunner to make sure that they're not actual spoilers. That you know maybe there's some misdirection in there, which is good. And I've missed that during Chibnall. I've missed that kind of sense of excitement. Um, you got to feed the buzz machine. You got to get fandom excited. I'm we're and, old and, and, to be, and, to, and, and, and to be honest, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, this has only really just come to me in the past thirty seconds or so. One of the things that I really didn't like about the Chibnall era, <laughs> one of the things that I actually didn't like about the Jodie Doctor and the casting of a woman as the Doctor, is the worthiness, the way that we were supposed to love this without any other reason other than, than, other than, than a woman had been cast. Um, and there was a sense of, there was a kind of a dour sort of, okay, you have to like this. And if you don't like this, you're some kind of bigot um, without actually giving us any other reason to like it, to be honest, from my perspective. Hmm. Um, and just a little bit more publicity and a little bit more excitement and a little, I mean, the, the, what I'm trying to get at is that for me, the Chibnall era was kind of joyless. It was kind of, it was almost like, okay, this is a, an improving meal that you, there's not really for you, but you're going to have to eat it and you're going to like it. And if you don't like it, there's something wrong with you. And I, I kind of miss the buzz and the excitement and the, you know, this is a, this is, should be a thrilling, thrilling show. And you can't just say it's thrilling. It actually has to be thrilling. Um, and I think there was a, so much of the Chibnall era was, telling not not showing what's what's the what's the the cliche about about storytelling you know like show not tell yes exactly it was it was all telling and no showing mm-hmm. uh hmm. in my uh, opinion i was being i was being told that this was something good without actually it being demonstrably good to play a counter argument i feel right now that's the same thing that's going on with rtd with uh, the casting of shudigatwa and uh yasmin finney that this is going to be great and this is you know this is from a perspective of someone who's not familiar with either actor's work and only based off of what rtd and the type of storytelling that rtd did back a, a decade and a half ago so it wasn't until you get involved in the stories does it actually make it feel like the doctor and just I, I'm of the same opinion that I am with all doctors. It comes down to the storytelling and you can have the most compelling actor, say Colin Baker, but if the stories that he's being given are not up to snuff, they're going to be no good. They're going to be a disappointment. And it's the same thing that happened to Whitaker. She just wasn't allowed to shine other than a few moments as a doctor. And even with the ascension of the Cybermen, it was Sasha Dwan who, as the master, was just telling her all this stuff. There wasn't show. <laughs> there wasn't. She wasn't. Yeah, no. It was, it wasn't was, allowed to be the action of her own story. It was. It was. It was all tell. And I think, um, you know, and I said, it, I just felt it was dour and uh, weirdly joyless in a way that you know I had not felt the level of excitement for several years about the show that I felt, you know, yesterday when, ooh, look, all this stuff is happening. And I, I, I like that, and I, I kind of miss that, and I kind of miss mm-hmm. the show being super popular and everyone, everyone liking it 
and the showrunner kind of liking it like we do. And I think, yeah, you know, I don't think Chibnall liked Doctor Who. I think he, yeah, he took it as a duty or an obligation or, oh, okay, I guess. Okay, yeah, I kind of have to do it because I was on points of view and everyone hates me and I'm, you know, I'm kind of a tedious looking ginger and anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he's something that he felt he had to do. And I, I don't, I never really got a sense of kind of joy and excitement from him. And I think that really communicated to the writers and to the show and to the performances and to the art direction and to the direction and to the, you know, sadly, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I think you, you may disagree with me. I'm, I'm looking forward to Murray Gold coming back. Um, I, do we know if Murray Gold is coming? Uh, back? I mean, I mean, you know, spoiler alert. I have heard tell that that may be a thing that's happening. Yes. Hmm. Well, you know, Russell T. Davis does a lot with Murray Gold. I, didn't he? Was, <laughs> what? What? I know he was in. I know he did the music for a very English scandal. Did right. he do Years to Years? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure he did Years and Years. Um, as far as I remember, it's a sin was made with pop tunes. So, okay. Um, so not his services weren't required in that one. Possibly not, though. I haven't got the facts in front of me. But yeah, no. I mean, Murray Gold is Russell. Russ is RTD's man when it comes to right. writing music. So, I mean, I don't think it's a. It's really, really a spoiler to imagine and then also have it maybe slightly confirmed that he's coming back to do the music. Mm -hmm. Well, if he does come back, I really hope they release a Series 10 uh, compact disc of the music that Gold composed for Series 10 because I, I really I like the jazzy uh, theme that they gave to Bill in the pilot and elsewhere. Right, so right, right, right. I, I, would like a, I would like that at least. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, you know, we're not obviously we we we. Well, one of the things we do on the Metabolist too is we is we do um, we do official spoilers, not unofficial spoilers. There is a whole bunch of other stuff out there, listener, um, that you can that you can look for about other oh, things yeah. that are happening. Um, and I did just look, and Murray Gold is listed as the composer for It's a Sin. So, <laughs> oh, there you go. All right, then he was orchestrating. So uh, it would be it'd be shocking, I guess, if Murray Gold wasn't back. Yeah, Murray Gold's they're, they're mates or something, aren't they? I don't. know. They must be. So yeah, they're coming back. They, they work well together. They work well together. Um, and um, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's the I. I just I'm I'm just surprised that Murray Gold would want to I think the only reason he would want to come back is because Russell's back. Yeah. yeah. Cuz he stayed on and did all the music under Moffat too. So yeah. uh, he may be tapped out for what he thinks he can bring to the doctor. But maybe he has a whole new yeah, I mean, ideas of what he wants to bring. Yeah, he's, he's had a few years off. Maybe he's like he's like Russell's like okay, I've got a few more ideas of what Doctor Who should sound like. Mm-hmm. So, but touching back on to what you were saying about the excitement by casting Finney and Gatwa, there are two very popular actors right now. Judging based off of fan reaction on Gallifrey based forum and from Twitter, I've seen only positive things about it. The only negative thing I've seen is a YouTube video which I didn't give the clicks for. Yeah, I mean, and just to go back to the kind of not my doctor crowd, um, I mean, I haven't given the benefit of clicks to any of that YouTube stuff either. To my mind, I think really at this point, the people who produce that kind of YouTube content, it's a grift like Donald Trump is a grift. It's basically, okay, we, we make money doing this, so we need to keep on doing it. 
I don't think anyone really believes it. And even if you know, it's it's a it's a way you know it's it's as I said, it's a it's a it's an Alex Jones style grift is what this is mm. really at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, just 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 leave basically. Uh, and the number of people uh, again, you know, I, I think you're famously not on Facebook, but I am, you know, and I obviously I hang around in various doc, well, not various, quite a lot of Doctor Who adjacent and also directly Doctor Who Facebook groups, and you know, there's always the kind of like, well, we, it should be. <laughs> I haven't watched it since blah blah blah, and I'm never going to watch it again. You know, it's like, well, so you haven't watched it, and you're still not going to watch it, so yeah. And as, as we've said before, if you don't like this one, you've got 60 years of ones that you do like. And if you don't like it on the television, you've got Big Finish. You've got yeah. uh, you know 120 years worth of content that's going to see you in your grave. Um, so, you know, stop moaning. And then if you don't like Big Finish, you've got 500 years worth of books to read. So, you know, <laughs> it really is. Um, it's become something where if people don't like it, it's because they're deliberately choosing not to like it rather than actually not liking it, if you see if you get the difference. Russell T. Davis has ideas of what he wants to bring to the show. He spent a career putting himself in this position, and this is who has been chosen to tell the story, and it isn't you. <laughs> yeah, it isn't you. And, and if you, as I said, if you don't like it, then just go away and find something you do like. Right. Um, which could very easily be Doctor Who because there's so much of it, or it could be something else. Just you know, and I, I think this is one of the horrific things about you know social media and the world that we've all decided that we want to live in is that you know not only does everyone have an opinion, uh, and not only does everyone have the opportunity to voice their opinion. Hell, um, we have a podcast. <laughs> um, everybody also feels that they should have an opinion. Right on anything and everything, even if it's something that they've got no interest in whatsoever. Right. I'm not as excited about RTD coming back as you are. I'm not the, as big of an RTD fan as you are. But I'm joking, I'm joking. Well, it all comes down to the stories. Yeah. And if the stories are great, it's going to be something fun to watch. If the stories aren't going to be great, it's going to be more like uh, Chibnall's last few years where, okay, I really should watch this because I'm doing a podcast, but I really... Oh man, I'm I really have to be in the positive frame of mind. You're you're you're, you're well known for always being in a positive frame of mind, David. Let's just. Let's I am I am the perpetual rose color optimist in 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 every every, every way, shape, and form. So, sorry, personal personal comments. Yep. Um. But yeah, no. I mean, I think it's yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is. I mean, this this is what I mean by you know. We'll go back to my previous you know uh, flight of fancy. Um, is what I mean by the kind of joylessness of the Chibnall era. It really, apart from a couple of more than a couple, two or three or four stories, um, which really shone for me. The rest of it's just a slog, really. But mm -hmm. there you go. Whatever. I think back to like Witchfinders, and what made Witchfinders a lot of fun was Alan Cummings and the the over the top portrayal of King James. And we look at like it takes you away. What's fun about that is the whole idea of a talking frog. Yep. Even series twelve, it was Sasha Dewan as the master, the master, which stole the scene. And just even like where you have really good episodes, and I think like Can You Hear Me? It's the ham fisted way that the ending is handled that just undoes. What little joy 
there joy. was to find. <laughs> yeah, joy. Exactly. There was. Yeah. yeah, the bit where we, you know, we have to sit down and like have a serious chat, and then we're back off to the adventure. Or just the bungling of the Yaz Doctor flirtation, yeah. or the relationship on yeah. that. It just it, that could have been a very joyful, happy thing. It's all miserable. Have them have a, like a joyful, fantastic relationship. I mean, not not even to same sex, same sex, different race, um, literally different species relationship. Um, just like just let them let them do that. But no, it's all got to be serious, and everyone's got to be upset about. I mean, maybe it'll change in the finale. Maybe Yaz and the Doctor will march off into the sunset hand in hand um to well, let's hope so <laughs> do a thing that they both find happy i mean other than being uh you know anyway whatever yeah well that would be nice if the last episode of whitaker's tenure as the doctor was joy and happiness <laughs> i'm gonna go back to the show don't tell thing i mean the number of times that we're told that yaz is a fantastic person and a unique person and a very special person and the number of times that that, 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 that is actually demonstrated on screen Severe mismatch, really. Mm -hmm. We're just told how great Yaz is. Unfortunately, as much as the actor is is a is a good actor and a great individual, and I've seen her, you know, live talking at Gallifrey, and she's she's very passionate about the part. Again, not given the opportunity to really demonstrate that. Anyway, but yeah, yeah yep. There you uh, go. Well, oh well. Uh, we, we shouldn't <laughs> end on a downer. Shouldn't end on a downer. No, we I I personally am very excited. Um, about a new era dawning, and I am going to have to contain my excitement in order to be respectful of the upcoming centenary episode, which will see off uh, Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. That's that's wonderful. Yeah, and I think Sasha's coming back for that, so I'm pleased about that. It's really nice to have the buzz back, and it's nice to see people excited. And I wish the same excitement that was there when Jodie was cast is still there when Jody's leaving and I just yep. it, I just don't feel it and she's being eclipsed right now with uh, Shooty and Yasmin and Tennant and Tate and it's sad in a way I don't disagree with that I don't disagree with that yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. oh well so Doctor Who's about change and RTD is a change agent and we are going to see a lot of change change my dear and not a moment too soon perfect yes there you go to quote the Doctor all right. Well, thank you for listening to episode 206 of the Metabulous 2 podcast. I have been talking about the exciting return of RTD and what that portends with Ben. And I have been amplifying that excitement uh, uh, with David. <laughs> Until next time. Farewell. Farewell.